Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics, as well as self-improvement. If you want to find out more about me, visit my website, jake-parker.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, guys. This is a five-minute book review for the book, Getting Things Done. Now, I first mentioned this book, it was a couple months ago, and I was doing these book reviews monthly. I kind of fell off my reading for a bit, but implementing some new routines, I have gotten back on a path that I think is sustainable and is helping me read enough quality material I am going to be doing a podcast on routines and habits, which I've always talked a lot about and focused on, but especially have been keen in on refining over the past few weeks and months. And so that's a podcast I'm going to do soon. One more thing before I start, uh, like I said, I'm back in a good habit with reading. And so the next book I want to review at the end of May, beginning of June, is The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. So without further ado, some takeaways and some key points in the book, Getting Things Done by David Allen. So what I liked about this book the most is he really gives you the ability to pick and choose from the different things that he mentions in the book. He makes the point that the methodology of getting things done is really within all of us but it's just not always prioritized. The point here of all the things that he mentions is just to really help align your high level thinking with your day-to-day activity. Because I think that this definitely resonates with me that so often, you know, we have these big goals and we have these big overarching plans and projects we wanna do and work on, but it's hard to implement that kind of stuff into your day-to-day life. So this methodology really tries to help you do that. So what exactly is the methodology? There's a lot of different graphs and lists and stuff like that. One of my favorites is the workflow diagram, which I will include in an Instagram post with a little bit more information on this stuff. But basically, like I said, I wanted to do some of the big overarching takeaways. And so some things that stuck out, doing things, getting things done, as the book is called, he makes a point of saying what done is, what done means, what the outcome looks like, and what doing looks like. So the action. He talks a lot about work and projects and defines both of those terms, which I think is very helpful for the context of the rest of the book. He defines work as anything you want or need to be different than it currently is, and a project as any outcome you're committed to achieving that will take more than one action step to complete. And he really makes the point here to say that Make sure anything is included in here, anything and everything, small things, because they're always going to be pushing and pulling on your consciousness, no matter big things or small things. And then also what's important is trying to separate work and projects from your literal job, because he defines this kind of stuff in the context of life goals, you know, fitness goals, family and relationship goals. It it transcends everything. And it doesn't just mean the typical context that maybe you first think of. And I mentioned the word action. He defines action as a physical viable activity. Something that this reminded me of was I've often heard that action is something that can be seen on video. 
So something, a physical action, something that you're doing, not just pontificating on it in your head, which is important, but is not going to get you to your desired outcome or completed project as fast as you would like. A couple other points, he talks about having a mind like water. That's the point of getting all this kind of stuff organized in your head. And I, I say head, but he talks a lot about, a lot about different reference systems and the point that you need a external mind. So that can take the form of physical notes, digital notes, whatever it is, but it's getting stuff out of your head and getting this mind like water where you're not underreacting, you're not overreacting, but you're acting proportionately like water does to a pebble. That was another favorite example of mine. And then David speaks of open and closed loops. He says that whenever there's something, like I mentioned a little bit ago, pulling on your consciousness, that's an open loop. And you need to find some sort of way to close that loop, whether it be putting something in your calendar or one of your trusted systems, physically or digitally, to put it away for another day or put it away for a time when you know you're going to need it. But you have to close these loops so that you can think clearly and think with a mind like water. He also talks about the importance of knowing where you're going to do something something like a certain thing has to be done at work at home on your computer uh, the context time of time available is also important obviously do i have a couple hours that's going to be a lot different uh, as far as picking something to do than if i have 10 minutes and then energy available as well something i like to do is try to rate my different tasks and projects on a scale of one to three on how much energy they're going to take another point that's brought up in the book is that it's really difficult to switch from one task to another. And often we think we can multitask. And this is something I've talked about before too, but really what we should try to focus on is single tasking where you're doing one thing at a time to completion. You're focused on that one thing and you're not trying to do a bunch of different things at once because what we may not always realize is that when we multitask, we're not really doing two things at once, but rather we're switching back and forth between two, three, four, you know, whatever it is, uh, things. He, says in the book, it takes more energy than most people realize to unhook out of one set of behaviors and get into another kind of rhythm or tool set. There's an interesting video from Tim Urban, the writer of the blog, Wait But Why on why procrastinators procrastinate that I'm going to include that relates to this. I really like that one. And then um, another link I want to include is a podcast I did called Get Action, where it describes what exactly it looks like to, to be actionable and to take action. And it actually is based off of a quote by Teddy Roosevelt. So anyway, wrapping up here, three things I wanted to mention. I think it was interesting for me to reflect on the fact that he makes the point that creative people aren't always seen as like the organized type, but he makes the point that creation and being a creative and being organized are not mutually exclusive. And that in fact, it's really important for creatives to be organized so that they can have that mind like water that's going to allow them to create and come up with new ideas. And you know, just the overarching fact that more productivity equals less stress and therefore less stress also equals more productivity. So it's this flow that you try to get into that allows for some clarity, accountability, and empowerment in your life in every area that you seek to improve in. So I hope that was helpful. Like I said, check out these links that are in here and check out my Instagram post for some more information. And I'm excited to get back on these book clubs on a regular basis. Hey, it's Jake again. If this podcast provided you any value, I'd encourage you to share it with someone who you think might enjoy it. In addition, it'd really help me out a lot if you would go and subscribe or leave a review for my podcast. It's super easy. And in addition, if you have any questions or comments, I'd love for you to reach out to me 
by email or Instagram DM, which can both be found on my website. Thanks.